0: for you.
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 178 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm the only one here right now. I decided to give the other guys a, a week off for the holidays. Corey's currently packing up his stuff to close up the Brooklyn Studios and move move back upstate, so we decided not to have an episode this week. And instead, I'm just going to end up playing some snippets from, from previous episodes that we've recorded this year, mostly on the bigger release games. Uh, you know, next, next week we'll have an episode, uh, which is going to be Monday, the 22nd. And then the week after that will be our thummies. So I just wanted to give people the opportunity to re-listen to, some, you know, a little talk of the, some of the games that we, we covered over the past year. Um, like I said, I, I wanted to put something out and not just have nothing come out this week. So it will be a little shorter than our usual episodes. I'm hoping to have it be like around an hour. Plus I can imagine our Thumbies episode is going to be really long and I don't want to go over our bandwidth cap for our podcast host. So I'm going to play, uh, like I said, a, f- you know, a few minutes here and there from some of the bigger releases that, that we covered this year, uh, starting with South Park, the stick of truth. So here goes that.
2: You know, the thing is, Dan, at the time I was pissed off but it goes away so quickly that I'm like, I'm not even going to call and bother. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you can do it over chat, too. That's how I would do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you can contact so customers. Or email, even, I think you can do. Oh,
2: maybe I'll do that.
1: Um, just write him an email. Say, hey, look, I, I, I ordered this item on a Prime member. I guaranteed game day delivery. I order delivery. shit all the time from you. Exactly. Yeah. And it didn't come on time. Yeah. Be um,
3: angry, man. They'll give you money.
2: I thought about, this was uh, my girlfriend's idea. She's like, tell them you're on a podcast and you, you won't get paid because of this. Right. Because you didn't get to play the game. In time. Yeah. (laughs) Or you got fired. Right.
0: Oh, it's your podcast.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, but anyway, so I didn't get to play it until today. Uh, I got about two hours in before the podcast today. Uh, I really like it. I only have one complaint, which I'm I'm sure we'll get to complaints. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, really like it so far. I can't wait to play more. I feel like it's going to go by, like... Nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because the, the world is so cool. Yeah. We haven't had a good South Park game no. forever.
1: It feels like you're playing an episode of South Park, doesn't
2: it? It feels like you're in the episode, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. A couple of my favorite things that I've discovered. Uh, I would highly recommend searching Cartman's mom's bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you look through every drawer there and... and <laughs> Not just Cartman's mom's bedroom, but everything that you open, make sure you look at, even the junk stuff, the make sure you look at there. what the items are and, yeah. and their descriptions, because it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but definitely in Cartman's mom's room. Um, I've opened doors and seen a guy pleasuring himself under a blanket. Uh-huh. <laughs> I opened a door and saw a naked woman with her jubblies out. Saw that one, too. Um... One of my other favorite things that I've done is when you see a toilet and you use a toilet and you tap X pre- fast enough, you get a shit nugget <laughs> in your inventory. Yeah. And when you throw it at your opponents, they get grossed out and uh-huh. they throw up every turn. So it's like they, there's it's a ble- damage. Yeah, it's it's damage over time. There's bleeding. Yeah. But grossed out was another one. And if you throw your shit nugget at them, they get <laughs> grossed out and it's great.
1: Yeah. And that's a free way to get shit nuggets. Yeah. You get shit nuggets.
2: On. You could sit there... For an hour, if you want to just and get shit file. nugget after shit nugget, as long as you can press the X fast. Enough. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the combat. I'm glad that the timing is hard mm-hmm. because I feel like that adds a little bit to it. If it was easier to to get the timing of the combat down, I think it would take a lot away from it.
1: Yeah, it would be a little too easy.
2: Yeah, it brings a little more challenge to the game. Yeah. Um, what class did you start off as? Why well, picked you Oh,
1: did you? Okay. Yeah. Of course it is I, I'm a mage I went with the mage
2: well you know when I knew I was gonna pick you going in because I figured you'd probably pick mage because okay. you usually do I yeah. didn't know what will would pick actually I didn't even know Corey was getting the game but um I named my character Jeff mm-hmm. after my friend who's Jewish and I made him look like Jeff uh-huh. uh, until I got dies and stuff <laughs> right but yeah I yeah I, I really enjoyed it. The, I've got uh, I just got uh, an electric wand uh-huh. it's like a television antenna. Yeah.
1: That was my second weapon. That's, oh my God. Yeah,
2: it's my second weapon. I'm probably about due to get a new weapon right now. I'm level three, I think. Um I just <laughs> have the ability jujitsu. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, the the battles are tough, which also I'm like I said, I'm glad that the battles are kinda hard. It really adds something to it. And it would I, I wouldn't like it as much if it was easier. Mm-hmm. Um you definitely should stockpile um you're healing. Yeah. Uh, not potions, you're healing foods. Yeah, you'll need it. You will definitely need it. Uh you cure potions because you do get a lot of those damage over time things that you should should cure. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, I really enjoy it. I can't wait to get back into it. The the world obviously is awesome. Yeah. The humor's great. Uh there were a couple times that I I burst out laughing. Oh, one of, <laughs> I I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I know it's it's minor spoils right, but it, right. part of that game that's so yeah. that's great is the writing. Yeah,
1: see one one of the things I'm a little disappointed about is cuz I I never read like previews for games but yeah. this was one game I read previews for probably like a year and a half ago and I I knew the opening sequence like I knew what happened.
2: Oh my god, and man. I, I'd have I forgot was, it the next day. I was
1: disappointed that I still remembered all that from reading it like a year and a half ago. <gasps> uh you know how how your the, how your character comes by their name. Um, You know, in the game uh, that that that's given to them by Cartman. (laughs) I wish I hadn't known that going in because I think it would have been that much better. I I
2: do have to say, if there were some way that I could be called Jeff, I would. I'd giggle every time, right? If that was possible, right? (laughs) Just because I'm an asshole, my friend's Jewish, so I named my character Jewish Jeff. But, Uh um, no, I like said, I really love it. Uh, I think exploring the world is really fun. I didn't even know that you could fart and light stuff on fire. Oh yeah, I didn't that's, know you could you, fart. You probably don't have that ability yet. Okay,
1: that's probably something you get a little Farting? later on. Yeah, we can I fart
2: have it right, right off the bat. Yeah. You, yeah, you can fart. Right, I found that out just before I came over here. Okay, um, there's different types of farts that you learn. Oh okay. Oh. God. That have
0: different abilities. <laughs> oh god. I love
2: getting uh, text messages from Butter's dad yeah. apologizing. Just for how Butters is. Did you go to Stan's house yet? <laughs> no, I haven't gone oh, to Stan's. House. I, I hit, this is what I've done. Okay. I I did the opening part. Got through like basic the basic tutorial of how to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just walking in a big circle or square, however you want to look at it, around the map. Okay. Just like unlocking the fast travel. Yeah. I think I've got seven flags out of the twelve. I found some Which underpants. Jimmy
1: Jimmy does the. Uh... Jimmy does the run, runs runs the fast travel service. How
2: great is that? You, I, I think it only does it the first time you find another flag. You hear all this galloping. It yeah. reminds me of Monty Python yeah. with the, the coconuts. You yeah. hear this loud galloping, and up comes Jimmy strolling along in this little toy horse pulling him in this stupid carriage, and you jump in like a radio flyer yeah. wagon wagon, and he take, <laughs> takes you where you're going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's really great. Okay. I haven't done any of the quests really. The only one I did was getting butters. I just found the coffee shop, so okay. I'll get tweaked soon. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, you're going to get the, uh, re- you're recruiting the allies at the beginning.
0: Yeah,
2: that's that's. I've just been wandering around. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I did something cool. <laughs> I, I don't know how cool it is, but I got a pretty good giggle out of it. Uh, did you go to the prison?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Did you unlock the? Yep. What did the, the cop said to me as i did that was yeah what i i thought was really funny yeah absolutely um okay
3: what did he say
2: do you want me to say it? yeah go ahead he yeah, goes go ahead. well he still had a couple years left on his <laughs> sentence but you've got the key <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just struck a chord with me and i was like that's fucking great
1: yeah <laughs> okay
2: and then as you get up to the police station there's a cop outside the station on the phone and he goes yeah we've had a lot of calls about a rabbit bouncing around in people's yards think i'm gonna go check that out <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: it's just like cops like it's perfect yeah
1: okay what about you, Will? How much did you get into it?
0: I'm actually the same spot as Eric. Okay. About an hour or two and I've been wandering around South Park. I also picked the Jew class. Uh-huh. I wanted. I didn't know if Eric was going to, because he said he didn't well, get it yet. Of course, So I wanted to have somebody play as the Jew class. Uh, I would have picked Thief otherwise, but.
2: Uh, oh.
0: I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Go, no, go for it.
2: Well, I should have talked about this. Are we, we going to talk about dislikes after? Yeah. Alright, I'm yeah. sorry. Go okay. ahead.
0: Um one thing i found really funny is looking through the abilities like there's jujitsu oh. there's circumcise it's another one <laughs> i
2: about pissed myself when i saw jujitsu
0: uh there's another one the like jewish special ability is what is it throwing the first stone is that one? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> throwing, throwing the, the first, first stone. stone that's right and if you... all
1: right so that was a a little bit on on south park uh good stuff that game was was really really funny. I had forgotten how funny that game was. So uh, that was the first game we'll cover. I think the next one is going to be Child of Light. Let me see here on my list. Uh, no, the next one is Titanfall. So I'm going to play a little bit of the Titanfall one Uh just a second here. Probably like if 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 Titan's nearby, it'll focus on the Titan. Um, you know, hand it, or fight, fighting the Titan instead of uh, going after the players. Um, so, but it's not it's it's not bad, not bad at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I use Auto Titan a lot, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, compared yeah. to the other AI.
1: Yeah, uh, and another thing with the Titans, and this is the same with uh, I don't know, like. Call of Duty with the loadouts? How similar is Titanfall to Call of Duty or, or Battlefield with the loadouts? Because, I mean, you can you can have up to six pilot loadouts that you can customize with all the different weapons that you get. Mm-hmm. And is it four Titans?
0: Uh, four? Five? Four or five Titans, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, where
1: you can customize the weapons and special abilities and... and all that stuff.
0: It's pretty similar. I mean, yeah, the, like, bigger. the gun stuff, like, you can have the two the two kind of attachments to it, yeah. which that's a little different. Before, you had to use a perk to be able to have two uh, attachments on a gun, but, like, you know, suppressor and stuff like that, or uh, the, the sights, Yeah. that's all pretty similar to okay. how Call of Duty is. There's less perks than there are. Like, there's the Tier 1 kit and Tier 2 kit, so those are, that's a little different, because before there's like five perks now. I forgot. Uh-huh. Like Call of Duty, they add so many perks now. It's ridiculous. Right. Um. But yeah, it's some. It's similar, but has some differences. Okay. I'd say.
1: All right. So so not reinventing the wheel there. No. With with all that stuff. Um. But you know, there's the the cool kind of for the most part sci-fi type of stuff, especially in the the Titan weapons. The the human guns aren't that different. Nope. Uh. The one thing I do hate is the auto pistol. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, it, it's it's a pistol that like, you know, you kind of lock onto your target, and if sh- once you shoot it, it, the the bullets are like homing or whatever. I I hate that. I weapon. do too. That um, and the
0: shotgun I hate.
1: Shotgun, like I at least, eh, it's it's okay. It takes a little bit of skill. I'm terrible with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, so but the 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 auto pistol, I feel like you know, if you leave it locked onto someone for like, one and a half seconds, it it'll it'll kill them yep. in one hit. It drives me nuts. I should probably use that as kind of a noob, but
3: see, you know, I was going to ask—is uh, that a noob-friendly weapon? Like, can, I think can so. Somebody who sucks at first-person shooters be a lot more effective because of a weapon like that. I
1: think so, especially yeah. in close range. I don't know how how good it is uh, distance-wise, but yeah, I, I do think that is a noob-friendly weapon. So, um, I think it's all. Did we cover all the all the baseline
0: stuff? For the most part, did you name your Titan by any chance?
1: No. I didn't know you could do that. No,
0: I just came up with a name with mine. Oh <laughs> what'd you call it? Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. You do kinda get attached to your titans a little bit, and I feel bad when mine dies even though it happens a lot. I do too. Go ahead. Yeah, you first.
3: Of Oh, I was going to ask, is there any kind of uh, cosmetic customization of your Titan?
1: No, that's one of the complaints about the game. They th- That that might be something that they could add later.
0: You can change, yeah. like, the body type of it, like yeah. just the strider, the ogre, yeah. and the... That's what I wanted to the say. Atlas. There's
1: a Atlas, which is like a medium average at everything Titan. There's the Ogre Titan, which is the heavily armored but slow moving Titan. And then there's a Strider Titan, which is, uh, really agile, but, you know, can't take the hits that, that the, the, the other two Titans can take. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, and, and then you, like I said, you can customize those with whatever weapons you want or, or similar to the pilots, you can add perks and, and attachments to your weapons. Or is it attachments or is it? okay that was a little bit a little bit about titanfall uh up next is dark souls 2 which i will probably play a, a decent amount of because this is probably one of the games that we'll be talking a lot about during the thummies. so and again it was an earlier release so it got forgot forgotten about a little bit since uh all the games came out in the fall so i probably will play maybe even 15 or 20 minutes of this partly because i want to hear it again uh you know, it was a, it was a great game as an early Game of the Year contender for probably all of us, except for maybe Will, who didn't have that much experience with it. So I, I, I kind of want to listen to this myself. So uh, without further ado, this was Episode 145, Dark Souls 2.
3: ...one, but still probably... You know, going to be my favorite game of the year, and maybe of the last couple of years, and the next couple of years, kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, to say it's not as good as the first Dark Souls is is still really high praise, in my opinion.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. And one of the things that obviously Corey talked about that they changed was you get access to the fast travel right away. Uh, there's a few other changes. The way the Hollowing works is different, or humanity works is different. In um, this one, like. Humanity was a resource in the first Dark Souls, whereas in Dark Souls two, um it's not not a resource, but you. Right, Corey. Yeah,
3: you... It's funny you mention that because in I the first re- Dark Souls, I never really, I never really understood how that stuff worked fully. Okay and you know that's one of the things about this game too is these systems they're a little bit more apparent to you in Dark Souls 2 than they were in the first one yeah um, and, and part of that and this goes back to me saying the first one had a little bit more charm was the just the translation was really not very good in the first one but that gave it you know it added to that whole atmosphere of just like what the hell am I doing kind of thing right um and this stuff it's a little bit more clear. And I think I think in in this one you're either human or you're hollow. In the other one there was like levels of humanity. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> does that does that sound right? Am I making that up?
2: Yeah, you're the only one that would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I said,
1: I played I played the first Dark Souls for three hours on St. Paddy's Day and, and that's that, was, that was it.
2: Probably more than I played it.
1: You're okay. right, Corey. Yeah? We're gonna yep. s- we're gonna say yes on that.
2: <laughs> so Corey also, something that I felt just from the brief time I played Dark Souls One was that Two was a little more directed for where to go. Yep, right from the for beginning. Sure. You know for what sure, I mean? yeah. I, even though Dan and I both did the same thing, and <laughs> I'm glad I mean,
1: you, I'm glad you you told me too because yeah, I didn't I had no idea.
2: It's not necessarily the first or second zone, but probably you know what I mean. It's not numbered that way, but there is a couple spots you can go right from the beginning. And it's very easy to go to the one that you probably shouldn't go to first. And Dan yeah. and I both did that. But the other one is very noticeable. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like that a little bit better because with Dark Souls 1, and I know that's part of the game and the charm of it, but I, I liked how it was a little easier right off the bat knowing where the fuck I'm going. I actually made the sure. same
1: mistake in the first one that I did in the second, and that's going to the wrong area well, right so off the I, bat. so did I,
2: and I think that's why I was like, oh, fuck this.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then try to find somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, well, let's talk about our characters. What, what did everybody make? Cora, what did you make for your character?
3: Uh, a woman, a very large mm. woman. Um, <laughs> well, first, it's funny, because first I made a cleric. I was like, I'm going to try something a little bit different. I bet none of the other guys made a cleric. You two guys um, are crazy. <laughs> Who are you with your first builds? Well, you know, I came in all cocky. I you. had to
1: restart, too.
2: I, I was like, for both of you, I was like, geez, man, they are really, really going right after a hard <laughs> playthrough here. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so so I had my cleric and uh, I went to the the first quote unquote zone area, the Forest of the Fallen Giants. That's the title uh-huh. of it, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, and was just having zero fun. I, Eric, I don't know how long you watched me play. Um, you stopped talking at a certain point, but like from that point, you stopped talking. I probably died another hundred times, um, and I was just like, I am I doing something wrong? Like this is no fun to me, and I was I was almost I was almost ready to rage quit already.
2: Corey, I'll tell you. I actually really enjoyed watching you because I had already watched Dan play, and it was weird because you had more experience than him, but Dan was kind of the one that was kind of rushing in and attacking while you were not really doing that, I felt like, Mm -hmm. and it was just weird watching, but then as soon as you died... It was like you wanted nothing to do with the guy that just killed you. You were gonna try and run through everything, yeah. And I didn't. I didn't want to say anything to you, obviously, because you have played it way more than I did. But I just, uh, just knowing how the enemies were set up ahead of you, where you were going, I just trying to be like, dude, that's you can't do that. Right. And you kept saying, yeah. "You're like, I'm just not patient enough for this right now." And I was just, that's exactly. I was like, Corey's just not being patient enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: No, and I knew, I knew. I'm like, you I did. can't, I can't play like this. But I, I just. I don't know if it was just it actually kind of worried me. I'm like, have I changed me as a person so much that I can't be patient in video games anymore? Well, and I, I had this sort of like existential question going on in my head, and I'm like, what What's wrong with me? Maybe I just maybe I just don't like Dark Souls anymore.
2: It's funny you say that too, because I can tell how much I've changed as a gamer because. A, I had to stop playing Dark Souls 2 for a while, because I got it for console, so I had it a month earlier than you guys. Yeah. I had to stop playing for a while, because my girlfriend was out with an injury, cut back on my my game time, and previous Eric would have probably never gone back to it. Right. Just because I get out of a game, and I just never go back to it for whatever reason. And I can't wait to play Dark Souls 1 again, or really for the first time, you know, and it's just not like me to do that. Yeah. So. Okay. It's funny
1: you still uh, talk about changing. So what did you, what did you end up settling in with with your class, Corey?
3: Yeah. So uh, fortunately, Eric said you picked a hard starting class, and I was like, okay, well that sort of makes sense. He <laughs> said, said that said that to me too. Yeah. And I, I went back and made a knight. Uh-huh. A knight. That's what I made. Must be a knight. I think it's a knight. What are the other? I don't.
1: There's swordsman? there's n- knight warrior, swordsman, uh, traveler. Okay, Um, it was a night then. Yeah, I made a night
3: and immediately had far more success. (laughs) Like, night and day difference kind of thing. And I was like, alright, yeah, this game's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I I did the exact same thing. I started off the game with a bandit, and that was the night I streamed. Uh, Eric was watching me. Also giving me tips, because I was clueless to what I was doing. I asked
2: him first if he wanted tips. Um, (laughs) Because I I knew Corey wasn't going to want them. I asked him too, but... I figured you might, Dan. I'd want a few, a few
1: pointers, um, which I was glad for. Um, And and like Eric said, I was very much, I I like to get into the thick of combat, and Bandit is not the right class for that. I was impressed, though. Did I do okay?
2: Yeah, for never playing before. I thought you did pretty well. Well, thank you.
1: Um, but but I had uh, again. I kept dying. I kept like beating my head against a wall. I bandit is a ranged character, and I didn't know that when I when I started off. So remember, I, I asked you if you
2: were going to have a bow. Yeah, and I was
1: like, <laughs> I have a bow. <laughs> I didn't even know I had a bow or how to use a bow. Yeah. Um, so I ended up switching too after the first night. I switched to swordsman. Like Corey, night and day difference right off the bat. Um. I think Which I is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I cleared the force of giants only dying like three times. Wow. Um same thing but but that's the perfect type of character for rushing right in doing a lot of damage and then jumping out like i was i was talking to these guys in our in our chat thing that we have um for for text messaging and podcast stuff and and i was saying it's a perfect character for me because i can jump right in stick the enemy a few times and jump right out so i immediately had more fun too Corey. i was in the same exact boat as you starting with the wrong character yes so
2: i made a knight right off the bat um I, I did a pretty good amount of research and reading articles about Dark Souls before it came out, and being that I hadn't really played much of the first one, I, they said it was definitely probably a good idea to make a knight or, you know, one of those kind of classes, so mm. I started with the knight and went from there. My guy's pretty girly looking. Okay.
1: Mine is a girl, too. Yeah. Like, like Corey's, Corey's I, character.
2: Honestly, if you looked at it, you'd probably think mine was a girl. Okay.
1: But it's not. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah. Especially if you're if you're a hollow like I am all yeah. the time now. It, it was funny
3: because uh, I was reading. I think it was like the gaming subreddit, and uh, somebody posted like a picture of the back of their Dark Souls two characters head, and it was like, why did I spend hours making this guy's face? <laughs> yeah,
1: because it's just a zombie looking thing. I
2: didn't yeah, spend. It's... I rarely spend any time on the face of the character because you know you don't really see it. Yeah, know. yeah, because you see the back of
1: your character. Oh, and the for.
2: and the hollow. Yeah.
0: Okay,
1: so what do you? What, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts now? Like,
2: Eric, well, I, I know coming back
1: to it, Eric, that was
2: yeah. Actually, I it didn't take me out of it at all, and you know why? Is because I thought about it all the time. Right when I wasn't playing it, so I knew where Which I was, what I was doing, what I wanted to do. Um, so it didn't take me out of it at all, and I got right back into it. Um, but honestly, since Skyrim came out, this is probably the first game that I've played that I've just been super jonesing to go home and play again. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it and trying to figure out, like, where I want to go next. Like, do I want to level up with my souls? Do I want to upgrade my sword with my souls? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I talk to people that I know play it all the time, and that's, like, all we talk about. There's a guy at work that all we ever talk about is Dark Souls. Yeah. And, uh, so it was very easy for me to get back into it, but I've played, you guys have probably played more than I have, actually.
1: I've got about 20 hours. Okay, we're
2: about the same, then. What level are you?
1: 76.
2: See, yeah, and the guy that I know that plays is way ahead of me in terms of level. I'm only, like, level 45. Really? Yeah. Wow. I did a lot of just, like, scouting around and fucking around and time-wasting, probably. Yeah. And I really take my time with it. Okay. Okay. So uh-huh. that's probably why. Okay. But uh, yeah, like I said, I when I first.
1: All right, that was a little bit about Dark Souls Two. Uh, listen to that; actually, really made me want to go back and play Dark Souls Two again. I'll have to do another another playthrough, hopefully early next year, and knock that out before The Witcher takes up uh, you know several hundred hours of my of my gaming time. Uh, the next game on our list is the episode right after Dark Souls Two. It's episode one forty six, Child of Light. Uh, It's a favorite of mine and Eric's this year. I know Corey wasn't a huge fan of it, but uh, that's the next on the docket. So here is a little from episode 146, Child of Light.
2: 12, maybe 13 hours. I tend to go a little slower than what um, other people do like how long to beat. It probably took me closer to 13 hours. I did it in three sittings. Uh, PS4 version. PS4, yeah. I played it on PS4. Uh, Like Dan said, first thing you're going to notice is awesome. The art style is probably the best, most appealing-looking game for me that I've seen in, in quite a while. I yeah. think it just looks fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: It's all like hand-painted watercolor yes. backgrounds and people and characters. It's, it's very nice-looking.
2: Yeah. Now, it looks fantastic. The music, um, also really good. I don't notice the music as much as you guys. I don't feel like in a lot of games, but um, especially towards the end of the game... Um, The feeling that you get from the music and the art style and just the, the, like, ambiance that the game puts off Mm -hmm. is just great. It it pulled me right into Mm -hmm. it, you know, it just pulls you right in. Mm -hmm. Um, The characters, I actually found myself really enjoying the characters, all of the different people that you can have in your party I Mm -hmm. liked quite a bit. They seem um, to
1: be pretty different
2: yeah, from each other. You, they absolutely you don't, were. They're
1: not like copies or clones of of this, you know, of someone else. Exactly,
2: know? and and that's that's a feeling that I never really get out of JRPGs. And I know that, I mean, you guys can probably talk more about that than I can. I don't really have a ton of experience with JRPGs, but I just feel like either there's too much going on and it's too complicated for me to want to figure out like Mm -hmm. with the different job classes and shit like that. But I thought this game did a good job of having different characters with different abilities but keeping it simple enough for somebody like me who doesn't want that much depth to it, right? I thought it was just right. Right. Same thing with the time of the game. I thought it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, just
1: the right length.
2: Yeah, just the right length. It gave me what I wanted out of a, an RPG platformer. I, really, they they did all that kind of stuff very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the characters. Uh, did anybody else beat it? No, no. Okay, yeah. So I I don't know how many characters you guys have unlocked.
1: I've got four.
2: Okay, so there's more for you then. Okay. I can't remember how many you get. Or is um, it five now?
1: I think it's five now. Four, five.
2: Yeah, I don't remember how you get total. What I mostly ended up doing for a lot of the game was I would use Aurora, who had light spells, Mm -hmm. as my damage dealer if it was a dark creature Mm -hmm. that I was fighting or dark creatures that I was fighting. And then I would have a tank to take up. The damage, mm-hmm. and later on in the game, you actually get a, a pretty good tank that soaks up a lot of damage and can taunt the opponents, so they only attack that person. That's great, unless they do an attack that will hit multiple people. But um, that's how I basically played for quite a bit of the game. Um, so I would switch between Aurora and my mage, um, and use the elemental depending on you know if I'm fighting a fire creature, I would mm-hmm. hit it with water, obviously.
1: I've been using Finn a lot too.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like Finn quite a bit. Mm-hmm. My probably my favorite party character. Okay. Did you get Robert yet? See the mouse. Yes.
1: Yeah, just got him.
2: He, okay. I didn't end up using him until later on, but he was really useful. Okay. Especially against the final boss. Okay. Um, for me personally, and that right. could just be the way that I I picked his skills. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I really enjoyed was picking the skills, and the skill tree was really cool. Um, Tito. One of our fans was watching watching me play, and I was telling him how much I really enjoyed the skill tree and how it's set up and just kind of the strategy that goes into it because a couple of the characters you could build the same way, but you know, if you think about the strategy of it, you could build... Robert has a couple of the same abilities that I think maybe one of the jesters has mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, so it's picking different skills to have a certain kind of character... In your back pocket if you need it. Yeah. And one of the things that I really liked about the combat system was that you could switch out your party as yeah. many times as you want.
1: I just figured out that you could do that. Yeah. Like
2: maybe the last time I played Child it's of Light. It's so cool how you can do that, because there were times where it was just getting to a point where what I was doing, and this was mostly in boss fights, I actually found this game to be really easy, aside from a few of the boss fights, and Tito actually caught most of the boss fights that I really was... Okay into and were intense for me. That was actually a ton of fun when no. that happened. But that was few and far between. Um, yeah, so switching out the party members, like it, it got to a point for me where what I was trying to do with my normal setup with the tank and Aurora or my other mage just wasn't working out. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to try something different. So that's when I would pull out another character, and if that didn't work, I could switch that character out. And it just allows you to keep trying different things. Yeah. Within a fight, while still being able to keep afloat and not restarting the fight, mm-hmm. which would be a pain in my ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. like with the boss fight, the final boss fight, I was, I thought I was dead for sure. Both of my characters were really low on hit points. I was like, I'm, I'm totally fucked. But it just worked out perfectly with the timing of the attack line, mm-hmm. that I was able to switch a party members out. I was able to cast um, hinder with Robert. Mm-hmm. But I had Hinder all, so it slowed the entire team down that I was up against. And it just worked out perfectly and allowed me to beat it on the first try. But it would have sucked if I didn't because I was probably, you know, a good 5-10 minutes into the fight. And in a video game length, when you're in, like, just one fight, that that feels like a while yeah i've Um, read
1: too the the party swapping thing is especially useful if you play the game on on harder difficulties i'm sure you almost have to do that
2: even like during regular battles they're changing the name of the difficulties i heard oh are they because right now it's normal and hard Mm -hmm. and i think they're changing it to casual and hard
1: okay that makes sense yeah yeah, I'm sure
2: it's probably pretty tough on Harden, and it would force you to use the party switching. I could definitely see that, and I would encourage you to do that anyway mm-hmm. because, like I said, you can definitely tell a difference when you have those characters out, and it's it's cool to see like you pull Robert out even just for one turn just so he could hit them with Hinder and slow them all down because the speed of the attacks is so important. Yeah. You know? So important. And to have him come out and slow everybody down and get your characters to sometimes perform two moves before. All
1: right, that was a little bit on on Child of Light, uh, the the, at least in my opinion, one the best game from Ubisoft this year. I haven't played Far Cry, but uh, I would like to at some point. I, I it'd be interesting to ask Eric if you like Child of Light or Far Cry Four better. But uh, up next is I think all one of our all of our favorite games that came out this year. That's Mario Kart Eight. Uh this was from episode 150 or is it 156? I got to lean in and get a closer look. Episode 150 Mario Kart 8. Uh it's, it was an important game. It kind of helped the the Wii U turn things around a little bit and uh we all loved it. So, without further ado, a little bit from episode 150 Mario Kart 8. Yeah, yeah, I do too, definitely. Uh, The Piranha Plant, which bites nearby players, giving the player speed boost. Uh, It also, like, eat bananas, shells, and coins that are flung at you and and give you a little speed boost from that. So that's good when you're all clustered together with a bunch of people. The Piranha Plant will take out quite a bit of them. Uh, The Superhorn. The Superhorn lets out a blast that destroys any projectiles or obstacles, uh, and is the only defense against the dreaded blue shell. So. Uh Um, that's a, that's a nice, nice new feature for, for people who like to lead a lot. If you get a horn, you can hold onto it and deflect that crummy blue shell.
3: And How that, does the timing work on that? Have you guys been, been able to do it successfully? I did it
1: once. I've done it a few okay. times. It, uh, I, it's really more that you have to have the horn and hold onto it and also be in the lead. And have the blue shell fired at you so it's a series of circumstances that i don't think happen all that often
0: i've gotten it mm-hmm. being in first a few times
1: yeah I, i've got i i was able to successfully block one in, in like probably 18 hours of mario kart i've 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 done it once so really yeah
0: wow i think i've done it like four or five i
1: haven't spent that much time in the lead probably wow but what? you know
0: yeah basically what happens is the blue shell hovers around you for a second before it lands and then you press it you get you
1: get the icon on the bottom of your screen too so you know it's like kind of coming so you you know and and like will said it'll circle you a few times before it it blows up on you uh you can use that to to block it away and then the last new thing is is called crazy eight which generates a coin a bob bomb uh mushroom star blooper uh green shell, red shell, and banana all at the same time and they circle around you. And then w- when you use the item, it's 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 random, right? Like mm-hmm. which 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 one you get. So uh, there's a little bit of chance involved in that. So uh you know that that's kind of cool too. So those are the new items. Uh there's plenty of unlockables, uh both characters and cart parts. Uh you can kind of customize your cart to your racing style. Um there's you know the cart body itself. There's a bunch of wheels, and then the the glider part of the cart you can all you can customize and, and mix and match however you want. Uh, and then for the online, uh, for the the online you start with a thousand points, and depending on how well you do compared to your competition, points are added or subtracted from your score. So, like if you're just a thousand points and you're racing against a bunch of people that have like. 1,400 points, uh, and you do really well, you'll get like a lot of points. I think I've gotten up to like 30 points, uh, during a race. Uh, but if you, you know, if you're racing those people and do really poorly, you don't get as big of a subtraction. And even if you finish like 11th, um, if you, you know, race generally well, you can still add points just cause you're, you know, playing such hard people. Um, I'm guessing that helps with matchmaking, like especially at the beginning, uh, you know, you'll get people that jump out and in uh, as you're racing and, and they can be of high, high or low points, but I think it generally tries to keep you in the same, uh, general area of, of skill or experience, I guess you could say, uh, with online. So for that, you just go into the lobby, uh, with 12 other players where you vote on one of three tracks, or you can pick to have it choose random. Um, the computer then picks from all the selections of the 12 people, um, other than that, you just race, uh, the races, come fa- Mario Kart. yeah, exactly. The races come fast and furious. There's not a lot of delay in between races. I would say 30 to 45 seconds from the time you finish a race to the time you start in the next one. It's really fast, um, which is great. And it's no frills. It's just racing. So I haven't uh, haven't actually tried the battle mode, but I haven't well, really I, man you did yourself a
3: favor. Most okay, I've it. heard it's
1: not good. Um, I haven't played battle mode on a Mario Kart since probably Mario Kart 64 same here. Uh, I, I, it doesn't interest me. I'm more about the racing so um, but i've I've heard people have not liked that because the way the battle mode works on this one is it doesn't have its own separate arenas. It takes place on the tracks, which mm-hmm. you know people get strung out and there's not as much uh, chaos, I guess you could say.
3: Yeah, you go one of two directions and just hope you pass somebody. Yeah. and have something to hit them with when you do.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to patch that, maybe with some actual arenas.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's really disappointing. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the battles either, but that's something I like to do, like couch, uh, you know, couch competitive, and I don't care yeah. about the online so much, right? Um, and yeah, like Mario Kart 64 battles was really good. Yeah, uh, I remember was it, that block fortress? Yes. Yeah. That was sweet. Uh even Super Mario Kart, like those battles were good. Other yep. than that I don't really remember doing much much
1: battle. Uh, I didn't play it in like Double Dash or Mario Kart Wii or anything like that. I never I don't even play I think I played it once. Yeah. It was more about the racing, so let's get into thoughts, Corey. Uh let's get into your thoughts. Uh, you know, you it's your first experience kind of with a Wii U, at least long term yeah. experience with a Wii U. Let's let's hear your thoughts first.
3: So I brought it home, all excited to play. Uh, Friday, I got home from work. Um, my girlfriend's birthday was the next day, so I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time to play over the weekend. Uh, but she was still at work that Friday. Uh, I brought it home. My roommate was here. We were all excited to set it up. The update notification showed up, and uh, we spent the next two hours waiting for the thing oh to
1: god, up, that's finish
3: updating, which was kind of frustrating. Uh, but once we got into it, you know, it's uh, it's pretty nice. Um, I will say and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but they patched, uh, they made it so you can quick launch into a game, yeah. which makes a huge difference I because I used to hate having to wait for everything to load up.
1: I didn't think I would use that that much, but I, I I've used it, you know, I have never booted into the actual Wii, Wii menu. You know, I w because the the way it works now is you used to have to boot like into the home screen, like like on the Wii, uh, mm-hmm. and then you pick your thing from there. But 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 now with the update uh, on on the the gamepad, it gives you the list of of programs you've used recently, and you know like maybe five seconds after you turn the system on, you have the option, and it'll boot right into you know it's on the gamepad screen, and you just push push whatever you want to play, and it boots right into that instead of going into the the system menu, which is mm-hmm. very nice.
3: And saves you a good 20 seconds.
1: Uh, at least 20 seconds. I would say yeah. more like a minute. uh uh-huh.
3: <clears throat> So. It's good stuff. But anyway, yeah. we finally got to play, and I absolutely loved it. Uh-huh. Um, the biggest thing with me is it's less frustrating. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, and the standout thing for me is when you fall off. First of all, there's less edges to fall off of. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that happens a lot less often, which is one of the most frustrating things in Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, but when you do it now, the little cloud guy like quickly uh, catches rope to ropes you, and pulls you back up, and you don't you don't lose that much time. It's about as much time you lose if you got hit by a shell or something. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know you could go from first to eighth if you fell off the edge in some of the older Mario Karts. Yep. Uh. Those are that's I mean that's that's really the, I mean it's it's more Mario Kart, yeah. but that's just like a frustration-free Mario Kart is is great because it's already it's already mario kart it's already just pure fun uh so now it's even more more fun and i love some of the tracks i tweeted the other day how you know they really nailed the whole tracks you want to hang out at thing oh yeah yeah uh, definitely two of my favorite ones are the 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 Candyland one i think that's in the first
0: yeah it is it's like the third track on that. oh
3: yeah yeah, yeah. okay well the donuts and
0: uh-huh.
3: i love that track uh, and then my other one is in I think it's in the Star Cup is like the Techno E1 with the the light when you drive on the track it like lights up underneath you. Yeah,
1: it's like ba- not ba- I don't want to say battle drone but I know that's not right but it's it's something yeah. similar to that.
3: Yeah, it's like a like a almost like you're at a disco like techno I don't know it's cool.
0: Yeah.
3: Um I like those two and then I really like uh the one with the piano.
0: Okay. Where you're like
3: running on the piano keys and it plays the do 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 do. Um, it's all. Really-
1: all right, so that was a little bit on Mario Kart 8. Again, one of the more important releases uh, for the Thumbstick athletes this year it was uh, somewhat, you know, our, probably collectively would be our favorite game the, for for the four of us. They came out this year. Uh, one we can all agree on that we all all absolutely love. So, uh, great stuff. I'm st- I'm still playing a fair amount of Mario Kart, even to this day, what, seven months later, however long it was, um, great stuff, uh, next on the docket, we skipped ahead from the end of May, all the way up until September 9th, when Destiny came out, uh, episode 165, we covered Destiny, um, probably, arguably, arguably the most important release of this year, uh, you know, it, it had the whole hype, hype thing around it, and, uh, Sold a ton of copies. Uh, I don't know if we've heard actual release figures to this point, but I know it as lofty as a, as its budget was. It did make make all of that money back, um, and was was did end up being profitable. So uh, here's a little bit on on Destiny from episode 165. I was the one in the mall, uh, and why. not not only that, but I you know they said it was going to be five dollars off, so it, I thought it would be like twenty. Usually, uh, expansion passes or season passes are like twenty five. Mm-hmm. This one's forty bucks. Yeah, it is. Uh, for two pieces of content, which you know you don't know what exactly is all going to come out with it. So it would have been thirty five bucks on top of sixty five for Destiny. So,
3: but uh, Dan, that, it's Destiny.
1: It put a sour taste in my mouth right off the bat. Um, and then me and Eric went to the went to the midnight release, which was fine. Uh, stopped at Taco Bell on the way home and. Um, you know, we, we waited longer in line there, it feels like, than we did for actually getting Destiny, even though that wasn't the case. Once the line started going, like, once it got to be midnight, we were probably only there for 10 minutes, oh, 15 yeah, minutes. You know, it goes pretty smooth. Yeah, cause they just, like, you just show them your receipt mm-hmm. and they hand you the game. So that, that is a good thing about, about there. Um, I don't like the, the digital midnight release, cause I don't like buying digital period. So, um, you know, that's also an option, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, and, Playing it, like, I played maybe an hour or two hours. Uh, right when I got home, I didn't have any issues, uh, which I was afraid of.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, no, it, it ran pretty well. I think I got disconnected once, but I was able to get right back in. Uh, it just interrupted a mission that I was doing.
2: Yeah, I think so, that the night it came out, I just stayed up long enough to make my character.
1: Yeah, and then, and then peace out.
2: Yeah, I went to bed, because I think I... Had the next day off? Yeah,
1: you got up early. And yeah, I got
2: it. up at like 6. It, it was morning. like
1: two weeks ago now. It's hard to remember. I know, kinda. yeah.
2: God, I can't remember yesterday, let alone two weeks ago. So we don't probably
1: don't need to explain the groundwork of what Destiny is. No. Probably, probably everyone that's listening to this knows what it is.
2: Yeah, if you don't know, just go listen to our beta.
1: Yeah. Um, also good, though, I think we have some differences of opinion on this game. Um, usually we kind of tend to agree on things, but I think we're, we're actually different on this one, so um, we'll... We'll go from there. Uh, first, let's get into. Let's start with the story stuff. Um, I don't know about you, Eric or Will. I didn't care for the story at all. I don't there know. Is no story. I don't know right. what's
0: happening in the story. Story yeah. doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I had a hard. T- I because I wanted to make a conscious effort to follow the story. Um, but I had no idea what was going on. Because even a game like Killzone Shadowfall, where the story wasn't supposed to be very good, I still kind of, like, liked it and knew what was going on, but... You got it. I, yeah, I got it. I literally had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, uh, the story is terrible.
1: Uh, terrible rep- and repetitive story missions, too.
2: Yeah, the missions are very repetitive for the story. It's yeah. basically send out your ghost to, to scan something. To scan something
1: and then fight bad guys.
2: Fight waves until he opens the door. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's, that's what
1: the story It's that of. It's that times, what is there, tw- like 20 story missions maybe? Maybe. 18, 16, somewhere around there. I don't know. So you just extrapolate that, you know, that mission structure to 20 missions, we'll say. Am I the um, only one that beat it? Yes. Well done. Good job, Eric. Well done. Uh, I wanted to have it beaten, and I think I'm only like two or three. I'm on Mars right now, and I've done two or three missions into Mars. Yeah. So I think I'm close. Um, but we I haven't. Close. I was gonna finish it last night, but I, I was ill, and I. By the time I got downstairs, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I just wanted to go to bed, so um, I should have it beaten this week. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. Like with how how to fix that. I, I think I don't having, think they want to fix it.
2: Right, right. Because I don't think they cared in the first place about the story. Because if they had, they wouldn't have put it out like that. Right. There's no I, way I, they thought that was the,
1: good. I I, can, I can't imagine they did. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and like at least have a variety of mission, like different mission structure. Don't you think? Don't you think that would at least improve it a little bit?
2: Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't start at the same spawn point at every. Right. Yeah. Like, on Earth or Venus, whatever planet you're on, you always start at the same spawn point for every mission, and then yeah. you end up having to track back through these spots that you've already seen. They should have made that different, so you're seeing different parts of the area. Yeah. Um, that would have helped a lot, I think.
1: Or fast travel even yeah, or
2: fast well no i don't I wouldn't want fast travel in this game,
1: not even to bounce you around to like once one area in every of the section no. to bounce around
2: no, I think part of the great thing about destiny is the environments yeah. and flying around on your sparrow okay see i I didn't like the environments really, but
1: it's well, they look cool, I will give you that, but there's nothing in it like um except for a handful of bad guys. Like, I kept seeing in the distance, I'd see, like, a, a buildings and stuff, and I'd go, oh, you know, that's really cool. I wonder what's in there. I get there, and there's nothing in there. You know, that's that was... What did you um, want in there? Uh, Well, I one of the things I, I put in my notes is I want, like, a, a codex. You know, like, like when you play... Uh, like a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect, if you find something, like it'll give you a codex where they explain like the background of what happened in this facility or or, or, or its collapse or whatever. You I know, think that's what the Grimwar. The, there is for. the Grim. I did check that out, but it, that's also like in a diff, Like it's either on the website. Or mm-hmm. on the app, You want like it I want game. in game because I'm not going to read it on the app. I actually I did check out some Grim of the stuff.
2: Cards were just a reason for people to download the app. Yeah,
1: and and they're light. Like it'll give you like a sentence on mm-hmm. on whatever it is. It's not. It's not. They don't flesh out the the no. the the lore. I guess you could say. I
2: think they did a poor mm-hmm. job of explaining what this game was going to be, and they did a poor job coming out and saying they wanted it to be like a 10 year thing with the depth of lord of the rings yeah because it doesn't uh, have that no my god no
1: i i put it's it's a great shooter but not a good like store like rpg or mmorpg because i think i think mechanically it's very sound and very good but from a from a mmorpg or rpg standpoint i think it's terrible i disagree okay
2: I really like Destiny a lot. Yeah, I could give a shit about the story anyway. Yeah, this game is not for you at all. No, it's not. If you I, are I dislike going it. in as a person that doesn't play online, which is Dan, yeah, this game is not for you at yeah. all. It has no story, Dan. As a story yeah. video game, story lore. Story. I like. I yeah. like.
1: I like getting involved in a universe. Yeah, uh,
2: this game is meant to be played with other people. Mm-hmm. It really, and they they were right about the game really not starting until you hit level twenty. Yeah, they were right I've about that. that because that. It kind of turns into, at that point, it turns into a grind of getting gear um, to level up past level 20, which you do by... different gear you have has different levels of... Or light points. Yeah. And light points is how you level up past 20. So once you get to 20, your experience points don't count towards leveling up anymore. You switch over to light points. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird, but whatever. So the pieces of armor you get, there's um, common, I think. There's uncommon rare, rare and legendary and exotic exotic um i still don't have any legendary i'm level 23 and a half but uh yeah so it just basically becomes grinding out levels of light to get better equipment mm-hmm. and level your characters up to do higher level raids yeah and strikes and things like that and the crucible is a big part of
0: it mm-hmm.
1: how did you feel about the loop drop loop drop rates because I only, I think I have only looted. I'm level 17. I only looted one piece of blue.
0: Really? Yeah, one,
1: one piece of blue, and the rest have been green and like kind of crappy. The most of the blues I have, I bought or got as mission rewards.
2: I don't remember to be honest with you. I might have got a lot of my stuff from the Crucible.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't get a lot of loot stuff. Yeah. Even I'm level 12. I haven't played as much as you guys, but I hardly like ever even got loot. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, it's uh they definitely want you to play in the crucible. Yeah, which, which is unfortunate is not your bag at all. No. So Destiny is not for Dan. No. That's for sure.
1: So that was a little bit on Destiny, uh from episode one sixty five. Uh obviously again, you know, it's it's nice to hear the the differences of opinion on this. We we do agree, tend to agree a lot on things, but, uh, destiny is definitely one of the, one of those games where where we didn't agree. Um, so last but not least is from episode... Once again, I'm a little far away here. Uh, 168 on Shadow of Mordor. This is the last game we're going to cover on this, uh, mostly because everything else is pretty recent. I didn't do any of the October or November releases because they weren't that long ago, so you can always go back and listen to those episodes if you want to hear, hear our thoughts on those games for the upcoming Thummies episode. I wanted to stick until, stick through September for, for this uh, kind of... Uh, little little chunk of of past past games we covered um so yeah with without further ado again here's episode 168 on shadow of mordor kills as you can in that you know whatever 10 or 15 seconds Uh, so those are also also very very helpful in combat um i also like the strategy of it um Trying to don't. trying to uh figure out how, lazy though. Oh, okay. Yeah, try to figure out how to take advantage of, of the captains and war chiefs there take yeah. advantage of their weaknesses. Uh like a lot of times I like to train people to campfires, get a lot of them around a campfire and blow up the campfire and, and then pick off the people that I didn't kill right away. Um, I had a lot of fun with that, setting it all up and
2: I like that you can do that. Yeah. But I'm too lazy. And that's <laughs> my problem with this game is that uh I don't put enough thought into it when I go into battles and gotcha. stuff. And I just get killed. Yeah. And I get pissed off, and then I don't want to play anymore.
1: I did avenge a couple of your deaths Appreciate in the that. game.
2: There's probably been plenty to avenge. <laughs>
1: there's a, there's a uh, thing in it called Vendetta. Yep. Uh, and it, it takes both people off your friends list and random people. I never did any of the random ones. Um, I, only, I only avenge people. But it, it brings one of the orcs from their game into your game for you to kill. Um, so you can kind of get vengeance, and they do give—they do send a message. Yes, I got a message saying you killed someone You're, that killed me.
2: That's the only one that I have avenged.
1: Yeah, I didn't get <laughs> killed that much by them. Yeah, I mostly got killed by the Caragors, okay. or the go- g- grogs? Gar- Gargs. Gargs, Yeah, See, they're, they're giant giant trolls. Oh, the real
2: the big trolls. Ones. Yeah, I've only seen two of those. Yeah, they're pretty tough. Yeah, I haven't tried to
3: fight them. That dwarf quest line's pretty cool, though, Dan. With the the grogs yes it is
1: yeah um tr- uh, terrain traversal it's uh, similar both to the As- assassin's creed and batman arkham games uh you hit l1 to enter wraith mode which allows you to see enemies through through things uh you can also locate uh there's a type of NPC in the game called a, a worm which is how you get intel on the on the orcs on the nemesis system which we'll get into in a little bit but uh you can also locate like captains and war chiefs on there uh as well as like like points of interest it'll it'll the like healing healing herbs and stuff will show up on there
2: elf shot for your bow elf
1: shot for your bow will show up on there which is nice um, the parkour is similar to Assassin's Creed, uh, though not, you don't have to do it quite as much. Um, the, the shadows of Mordor is a little more flat. There's a few like little places, uh, like orc forts where, where there is a lot of vertical, but for the most part, it's like an open empty country. Um, there's also no chase or follow missions, um, which, which although I, like. I
3: did chase quite a few war. I, I've
1: chased a few, um, but I only had like two that got away from me before i could uh before i could finish them off real quick that i actually had to chase through the world and you know yeah. up up buildings and stuff uh and 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 when that happens you do kind of get i get frustrated with the parkour uh especially got getting stuck on corners did you get stuck on corners yes so frustrating it's really frustrating especially if you're trying to like be really stealthy and quiet and move quickly so you're not getting mm-hmm. noticed and you get stuck on a corner uh when you try to jump off you jump into in the middle of a group of yep. orcs and that's pisses it's- me off
3: it's the same issues I've had with Assassin's Creed Parkour. Yep, same
1: here. Uh, but but I feel like they're not as prominent because you, there's right. not as much of that. Like right. like I said in Assassin's Creed, it's all like huge buildings and stuff. And the mission structure is that you have to chase a lot of people through the city, but you don't have to. There's not as much of that in, in Mortar. I didn't think. Like I no, said, you're, I only you're had. You're exactly right. I only had two people I had to chase before I could wipe them out. Did you, did you have to chase anybody, Eric?
2: Uh here and there. Okay. Not a lot. Yeah, yeah. when they retreat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here here, and there I did. I actually had a couple things happened today that pissed me off uh, yeah. with guys getting away. Okay. Because I, I branded somebody to take over their mind mm-hmm. to have them take out a war chief. And when I went and did the, what's it called? Not confrontation. Uh, Whatever damn it. it is.
1: Damn it has got a name. I can never it come does, up with yeah, these it's, names. It
2: kind of mission it has its own name i can't can't think of it right now but uh when i went and activated it so that they fought each other um my guy was doing pretty well and then the war chief ran away and it was in the middle of a big fort and i tried to to chase him down and he just got away because i there's too many people not there was too many people and i was getting caught on corners and shit and i was so pissed off yeah but
1: that's frustrating and like i is. said there's a lot more of that i felt in in the assassin's creed series and and not not quite as much of it in in mordor did you have did you have i that think same it's experience? just by chance in mordor okay
2: whereas in assassin's creed it's kind of it's, part of the game right right yeah it, it, it's
1: something that could happen in mordor
2: it is but it doesn't happen a lot right
1: yeah okay um, there's also mounts. We talked about the Caragors earlier. That they're like kind of giant wolf tiger type of things.
2: Saber tooth tigers. Yeah, they, they, they you Ward can hogs. ride
1: in the game, and you you have to possess them. Uh, dominate, is, dominate. Yeah, um, to to be able to ride them, and and that's fun riding riding those guys around. Uh, and there's they're also good some, fighters. They are good fighters because you can you know you you ride on and. And take, take into the fray. Take the orcs out with your sword, and then you have the Caragor bite them and
2: shake them around a bit, yep, like yep. a dog would a snake.
1: Yep, take it. Yeah, exactly. Take a take a chunk out of them. Uh, and then there's fast travels via the forge towers, which are like towers in, in Assassin's Creed. Um, I
3: can't even even when you jump off the tower to start. It's, it look, very, it's very Assassin's creed
1: Yeah, the only difference is you don't jump into like a, a bale, bale a hay. bale of hay or a cart. Yeah, you kind of you just kind of land looking looking <laughs> like Batman. So I mean I guess it's it's a mix of those two games uh, in a good way.
3: I well, wonder I wonder if any like Ubisoft developers yes. had a hand in this game yes. You know they what did.
2: I heard that this was supposed to be a Batman game. I could see that because it is very f- Batman like. For whatever reason it got changed to a Lord of the Rings game.
1: Uh huh. So I could see that uh, wow. because it is very very Batman. It's also very Assassin's Creed. But yeah. yes, I did hear that some former Ubisoft. Assassin's Creed specific developers work for on this game because it's it's the same uh, publisher as the Batman games
2: it so. was uh on giant bomb that okay. one of the guys mentioned it yeah. he, he said he said that that was the case but he couldn't say where he heard it from or, or yeah how he knew they got to keep their sources exactly. under wraps he, he was just like I may or may not have heard. Like, uh, you won't get any that.
3: of that bullshit here at the Thumbs to Gas. No no. no, no, no. I'm just going to tell you. We, we like to
2: gas, too. <laughs> we don't have any sources. No. <laughs> nope. You're looking at our sources. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're hearing our sources. Our, our fingers. Yeah.
1: Internet. Uh, well, let's talk about the nemesis system because I think that's one of the more uh, interesting aspects of the I game. The
3: most interesting. It's, I aspect. mean, it's the bread and butter of Shadows of Mordor. In my opinion. Definitely. Real quick, before we
2: get into how cool the nemesis system is, did I hear correctly that the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of this game do not have the nemesis system?
1: I think they have the nemesis system, not not as it is on the next gen. I think it's it's um, uh, like planned out. That was from episode 168 on Shadow of Mordor. Uh, that'll do it for our, our little 2014 quote-unquote highlights episode. As I said, I wanted to cover more of the early type of early, early bigger releases in in this episode. So, uh, you know, for you, the listener, to go back and, and, and relive some of our episodes from earlier in the year. And so, I mean, I remembered a lot of stuff that we talked about now. And actually, kind of want to go back and play some of these games that that I uh, played earlier this year. Maybe I'll play early next year. Um, but yeah, next week's episode we'll, uh, we're looking at Monday the twenty second, and I think as of right now, our Thummies episode is planned for December twenty ninth, which is also Monday. So. Uh, keep those dates uh, scheduled. We'll we'll obviously be doing live streams again for those two episodes because everyone will be here. I didn't want to do a live stream for this episode by myself because for most of it I just kind of sat here and listened so I didn't want to do that. But yeah uh, back to normal next week other than the episode being a little the episodes being a little bit early because of Christmas falling on Thursday um, and New Year's falling on what Thursday I guess New Year's Day So, yeah, uh, that'll do it for episode 178 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan, uh, and I'm going to get out of my own basement.